0: In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet you. Once again, in the greeting words of peace, we say it in our original tongue of Arabic, the language of our ancestors. Assalamu Alaikum. And of course, those words mean peace be unto you. Welcome to the Nation of Islam Sunday broadcast. We are delighted and thankful to Allah for your time and your attention it is our honor and our privilege to share with you the life-giving teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and demonstrated by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We have so much to share with you this morning, brothers and sisters, so we wanna start by getting straight to the point, and we wanna declare on this beautiful Sunday morning here in Chicago, Illinois, that God is present. As I reflected on this over the weekend, it reminded me of some memories that I have from childhood. And there would be times when my mother and my father would prepare to go out and they would either handle some business or spend some quality time together. But as they prepared to leave, they would always tell my older sister that she would be left in charge. Nearly the instant that the door would close behind my parents, the chaos would ensue. From jumping on beds and couches, arguing, eating junk food, fighting, things that we would have never done if mom and dad were present so their absence left a void and gave room to disobedience and rebellion. But the moment that the keys would jingle in that door and we knew that our parents were coming in and they were on their way back, we would literally reconsider life. We would be vying and racing to tell our side of the story and be heard before judgment from my father would come down. Mom would help to learn the lesson and of course her disappointment stung, but the presence of daddy, like the rap artist Toby Nguiwe says, big daddy energy speaking. It's something about that father energy that tightens you up, especially as a young man. And lo and behold, my father would sit down every tyrant. He would set justice back into the household. He would reestablish law and order. So it is today in 2021. The chaos that we see taking place in politics and governments all across the world is because the undisciplined, and immature ones have been left in charge and they have been abusing their authority. But we can now hear as a world, as a society, as a people those kings, those keys jingling in the door. Daddy is home, God is present, and the reason that the world is in the condition it is in is because God's presence declares the end of the wicked. But before I bring up our first speaker this morning, not only does God's presence declare the end of the wicked but it also declares life for the righteous. And as it says in John chapter 10 verse 10, it says, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So this God who is present also teaches the people a path to health and to wellness, to sanity and to peace of mind and to high civilization. For example, in the book, How to Eat to Live, we are given divine guidance on how to properly eat so that our lives are prolonged and we are not burdened with sickness and various ailments. In this book, How to Eat to Live, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, there are a lot of people who think that their appetite is their God, but we by nature have been made to control ourselves if we want to. Later in that same chapter, he says, by eating one meal a day, some chronic diseases will vanish in a few years as they fail to get the poison that will keep them alive. Sometimes they vanish within a few months. If you eat the right foods and eat only one meal a day or every two days, try it for yourselves. So this God who is present in the world, brothers and sisters, he puts an end to the wicked, but he extends life to the righteous. Which side will we find ourselves on? Brothers and sisters, please receive our next speaker this morning with a round of applause. Please receive brother Jair Muhammad, assalamu alaikum.
1: In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, who appeared in the person of Master Far Muhammad, and I bear witness that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is his messenger Messiah, and I bear witness that the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is our divine leader, teacher, God, and the Messiah among us today. It is in, your, it is in their names that I would like to greet you all with the greeted words of peace and of paradise. Assalamu alaikum. I would like to first start off by thanking almighty God, Allah and his representative among us today, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and his national assistant, student minister Ishmael Muhammad for allowing me the distinct honor and privilege of humbly standing before the people of God this morning and for allowing me to share with you some of the life giving teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad that was taught to us by his chief student, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan on the value of us in Allah's creation. Brothers and sisters, I've been falling more and more in love with the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who was taught by God and the transformative power that lies within what he was taught and has taught to us. The condition of the aboriginal people on our planet in particular, the black man and woman, is such that we have lost our identity and have lost the knowledge of who we are. We have been robbed of our self-love our self-value, so my generation, younger and older, don't even realize how valuable and important we are in the eyesight of Allah God. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse six, it reads, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Brothers and sisters, that is who we are at our very core. Allah, God has chosen the black man and woman to be his chosen people for we are the first and the last, the beginning and the end. But we have been so far removed from who we are and we have adopted the ways of Satan. So brothers and sisters, we have a false sense of self value and self worth. We voluntarily disrespect ourselves on a daily basis with the way we speak, the foods we eat and the way that we treat our bodies. The way that we dress and the way that we conduct ourselves is no longer of God as it once was, but is of the enemy of God and righteousness, Satan. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad is the one who was raised up from amongst black people to teach us again the knowledge of self, to teach us what it means to love, what it means to love Allah, to love ourselves, and to truly overall love the value in God that resides within all of creation. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan delivered this absolutely amazing lecture on November 18, 1990 titled, What Gives You Value? And I recommend that you all go listen to this lecture. It is an absolutely amazing lecture and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan displayed it in such a beautiful way, I think you all will find something very valuable in that lecture. The minister pulls out and holds up a $50 bill. And he says, in my hand, I hold a $50 bill. And this, it holds value, you know, It's paper with some markings on it in the face of a dead president. Now, this does have some value, but who gives it its value? A man gave this value, is that right? He said, there are women that sell their virtue for this. He said, there are men who sell their principles for this. He said, sell death to one another for paper that has no feeling. As I crumble it, he began to crumble the the money. He says, as I crumble it, you hear nothing but the sound of the crumpling, but we have placed a greater value on paper with a dead white president on it than we place on it on this flesh that no president can make. So how could this, talking about the money, be more valuable than you? Brothers and sisters, do we believe that the clothes that we wear gives us our value? Do we believe that the cars that we drive give us value? Some of our brothers wear these diamond chains and these really expensive watches, though they are very beautiful. Brothers, does that give us our value? Sisters, some of our sisters wear these designer dresses that are as tight as can be, so that they may be, attention may be drawn to them, so everyone can see the beauty of their form. But sisters, does that give you your value? Emphatically not. We cannot ascribe success or value with material acquisitions. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan continues in this lecture to say, Real beauty is not on the outside of any of us, but in the eye that is not a discerner of real beauty, we have to fix ourselves up, but none of that gives us our value. Listen to his words. He said, you had value the moment you started your journey. You had value. He said, let me tell you how much value you have. He said, you may think that you are nothing, but how could you be? How could you be nothing created by him who is everything? How could you be nothing with a God who took nothing and created everything that we see? He said, how could you be nothing? He said, each human being in this audience has value, but each one of us can erode our own value. End quote. He said, each human being can erode our own value. The definition of the word erode is to gradually destroy or be gradually destroyed. So we have the power to give life to our value, or we have, the value to, we have the power to be the cause of its death. Let us guard and protect our value as we guard and protect our lives. So as I close, brothers and sisters, let us thank Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan for giving us back what was taken away from us. The knowledge of self is one of the most valuable things that we have, and it is in that knowledge where our power lies, and once we obtain that knowledge, the grip of Satan over the Aboriginal people of the earth will be through, and we will retake our position on top of civilization where we belong. I leave you all as I came with the greeting words of peace and of paradise. Assalamu alaikum. Please bring to the rostrum another student in the ministry class, Sister Naya Muhammad.
2: In the most holy name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I greet you, brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace and paradise in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum Thank you to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for this humbling opportunity, as well as Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad. To the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we have been given supreme wisdom and a supreme knowledge that is repairing us the Black man and woman of America after nearly 500 years of slavery, colonization, and injustice. One of the distinguishing aspects of the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is on the immeasurable immeasurable value and divinity of the woman. No spiritual leader or teacher from any pulpit lifts the woman and teaches the sacredness of the female more than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Listen to what he has to say while the enemy calls him a misogynist. In the lecture, The Immeasurable and Limitless Value of Women, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us, this world in which we live in has been destroyed because the woman has been spoiled and led waste. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that, there were, that where there are no decent women, there are no decent men because the woman is the mother of civilization Civilization is not judged by the man. Civilization is judged by the female, End quote. If you're wondering, how is civilization judged by the female? Our national MGT captain, Sister Naima Mohammed, went into death during Holy Day in Jamaica, saying, quote, The way you can tell how high a civilization is, it is measured and shifted by the condition of the female. There is no reformation if the black woman is not reformed. Why? The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that 75% of work is with the woman and 25% is with the man. When you teach a man, you teach an individual, but when you teach a woman, you teach an entire nation. When you reform a man, you reform an individual, but when you reform a woman, you reform an entire nation. So how important are you, black woman? End quote. In the lecture, The Limitless, Immeasurable Value and Beauty of a Woman, the minister answers, Some women may look in the mirror and think, Oh, I am not so pretty. They may not be considered physically attractive, but physical attractiveness is not beauty. That is why I am teaching on the limitless, immeasurable value and beauty of all women. The beauty of the woman is the matchless beauty of God. This is you on the inside, end quote. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches that the enemy's aim has been to devalue the woman, transforming her into a sexual plaything instead of treating her with the reverence and honor she deserves as a serious co-creator with God, end quote. In our enemy's destroying of the black woman, he has destroyed a nation. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us women of our value, quote, a woman's, a woman's value is not in her bosom, the minister said. Her value is not in her buttocks. Her value is not in the prettiness of her face. Her value is in the beauty of God that is hidden within her, which has to be cultivated. And I personally thank Allah and his messenger, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, for raising the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan up because I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have today if it were not for him, my teacher. This knowledge cannot be found in the library or in schools. This is found through what we are taught in the Nation of Islam. I'm learning how valuable I am in the sight of God. I would not value my virtue if it were not for Minister Farrakhan. The goal of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has always been to motivate, inspire, educate, uplift. And empower young women and girls in our communities and share with them the divine nature of themselves that we have not been taught elsewhere. I greet you as I come. Assalamu alaikum. To introduce our keynote speaker this morning, please receive Brother Student Minister Abel Muhammad.
3: Bismillah Rahim. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, in the Nombre of Allah, el Benefico, el Misericordioso, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet you, brothers and sisters, wherever you may be watching us across the planet this morning, in the greeting words of peace, which we say in the Arabic language Assalamu alaikum. I'm thankful this morning to be alive in Allah's universe. And I'm thankful for the teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad, which have given me a purpose for my life. And I'm grateful to have such a wonderful teacher, friend and example as the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. We are grateful in spite of whatever difficulties we may be facing in life today, because it is through the guidance of Allah coming to us from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, they comfort us, they strengthen us, and they feed our faith. In a world that is ever darkening, full of confusion because of lies and the hiding of the truth, we thank Allah for revealing the truth to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we thank them for giving divine guidance coming through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his uncompromising dedication and commitment to publishing this invincible truth, which each presenter will share and has shared with us this morning. In the latest and newest edition of the Final Call newspaper, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes in an article, reprinted from his marvelous book, Our Savior Has Arrived, we find these words, the enemy is ever seeking a way to oppose the truth and take you and me to their doom if we are foolish enough to give a lie to the truth. The enemy is ever seeking, that means he's constant and consistent, looking for a way to oppose the truth. Who and what would oppose the truth? except one who is guilty and afraid of what the truth will reveal. In this same latest edition of the Final Call newspaper, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan writes in the Center article, what is the greatest lie that a liar could tell? It is to lie about God, the originator of the heavens and the earth, and the next greatest lie is to lie about the self of the human being and its connection to the originator. These are the greatest lies, and he who tells them is the greatest liar. If the greatest lie is to lie about God and then to lie about the human being and the human being's connection to God, then the key and most important truth that we must know is the truth of God and our connection as human beings to God. The Holy Quran has a title, in, a chapter entitled, The Sure Truth, which begins with these short verses that say, the sure truth, what is the sure truth? And what would make thee realize what the sure truth is? The Bible tells us in the eighth chapter of the book of John that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It is the truth of the knowledge and the reality of God and the knowledge and reality of ourselves, which frees us from ignorance and frees us to be ourselves, what our Creator intends for us to be. It is the truth that we can rely on, for there is no doubt in it. This is the truth that we will share this morning. It is the sure truth. Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad raised up for us last week from the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the plagues and trouble that this nation and the world are facing because of their rejection of the truth that has been revealed through the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and their mistreatment of the people of God. But in spite of their attempts, the enemy cannot stop the truth. They are unable to overcome the supreme wisdom, actual facts, and divine guidance that Allah has established through the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes and continues in the latest edition of the Final Call newspaper, stating that we are now witnessing the truth being spread all over the continent of America and jumping the borders and spreading around the earth. This is what has the enemy ever seeking to oppose the truth because the truth is spreading far and wide. And this morning we consider it a joy and a privilege to share with you the truth revealed to us from God himself through the honorable Elijah Muhammad as represented by the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. And it's an honor to present to you and I this morning to, with this most important and timely subject of the seven last plagues, please welcome to the rostrum, to your television, to your phone, the National Assistant Minister to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Student Minister Ishmael Mohammed.
4: Asalaamu Alaikum. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise belongs to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. All thanks should be given to God. We should thank Him always, for his manifold blessings. Thank him always, for all of his gifts. There are many things that we need, many things that we want out of life. But gratitude brings what we need and what we want. Thanking Allah and expressing gratitude for this very very precious and sacred gift that is life. Thanking him for our parents our mothers, our fathers, who are instruments of the author of life, who is the rightful owner of this life, who formed us in the wombs of our mothers and gave us eyes by which to see, ears to hear, a tongue to speak, gave us this magnificent body. Let us always give praise to Allah. In as we have this gift, knowing how to unpackage it, live it, fulfill the intent and purpose of the life that God has given. Almighty God, Allah, gives us teachers. He gives us guides from himself with instructions, on how to live this life, fulfill its purpose that every human being can be on this journey secure. And that all of us, no matter what the circumstances are in our life that are negative, we can have a measure of peace joy and happiness because god is in our life we thank him for his prophets and messengers from abraham moses to jesus to muhammad peace be upon these worthy servants. I thank Allah for his intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Mohammed, for raising from black people in America, a divine teacher, a divine guide, a divine example of righteous life, righteous living. I thank Allah for raising the honorable Elijah Muhammad to be his messenger Messiah to black people, to the original people, the aboriginal people of our planet and giving to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad a truth that would awaken us and cause us to fall away and break our tie with the enemy, Satan. I thank Allah for giving to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad a man that I could know more about God and know more about that servant Elijah Muhammad that he raised from us. I would not know the honorable Elijah Muhammad in the fullness of his reality if it were not for this second man that God raised from the same people that he raised the Honorable Elijah Muhammad from to be the great helper of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, his chief helper, his vicar. That those that heard Elijah Muhammad but did not really understand what perhaps he was saying, though he spoke in simple language. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, like the Moses in the Holy Quran, he prayed for a helper and an aider from his family that that one would help him to loose the knot that is in the language and that that one would be one to share his task and expand the message that Allah God put in him for the whole of humanity. That prayer was answered when Allah gave to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I thank Allah for that man. We greet all of you once again with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu Alaikum. Thank you, those of you who are present today at Mosque Mariam, all of you who are watching via webcast on your various electronic devices. We want to invite all of you who have been listening to us for the last 18 months, that by the 14th of November, you can come to your local mosque and study group in the cities where you live, that we may embrace you, welcome you, receive you, and continue this great work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the transformation of our lives. So extend the invitation to the public. The Nation of Islam is open for business. All praise is due to Allah. Thank you, Brother Daniel. As always, Brother Jair. Sister Naya, thank you. Brother Abel, all of you that lifted words from the Honorable Elijah Mohammed and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Well, I guess that leaves me to the subject matter. One of the things, brothers and sisters, One of the distinguishing aspects of the teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad that frightens people is his talk about God's wrath and God's judgment of America. some of you may already know that every prophet and messenger of God was given a warning to give to the people. So they served as God's warner and watchman to the people. So we lifted these words the last couple of weeks from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Wherein he said that whenever God sends a prophet into the world to bring both guidance and warning, in the guidance and the warning is contained a threat. So when the wicked do not respond properly to the guidance that is given and the warning that is given, to move away from the wrath of God, then the threat becomes their destruction. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is told by Allah in the Holy Quran to arise and warn. Moses is told to go to Pharaoh and warn Pharaoh. Daniel, the prophet to the kings of ancient Babylon was told to warn them. And what was the warning that God gave through the mouths of his prophets to the wicked rulers, the tyrants, the oppressors? It was that they had exceeded the limits. And if they did not repent and turn from their wicked ways, they would be punished with a severe punishment. Many of us, as the minister has said, want to talk about the grace of God the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, and that's good and that's right to say. But very few want to talk about the wrath of God because there's a price to pay when God's grace and mercy is not accepted and when the people do not seek forgiveness for their sins. So, to our esteemed pastors who deliver great sermons from the pulpit, how can we speak of the olive branch that is in one hand of Jesus? and not speak about the sword that is in the other hand. Jesus spoke of many things that would come upon the earth and its inhabitants from his father. Jesus spoke about God's judgment and he himself has a sword in his hand. And the way the scripture puts it, it wasn't a sword that he took off the mantle. It wasn't some little trophy. Evidently, Jesus used that sword because it's dripping with blood. You may say, My Lord is not a killer. He's a lover. Okay. Well, why did he kill the wicked during the time of Noah? Was that an act of love? Yes. (laughs) Why did he drown Pharaoh and his army? Killed them all. When you go over the scriptures, God has punished severely. And Jesus said, do not think I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Wow. For I have come to turn a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter in law against her mother in law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Anyone who loves his father or mother. More than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who loves his daughter or son more than me is not worthy of me. That's why it's not easy to follow Jesus. Either you are with the will of his father, or you will be separated. So, a sword cuts, a sword divides a thing to separate one piece from the other. So, Jesus said, Be ye separate. He comes to separate the godly from the ungodly, the believer from the disbeliever, the goats from the sheep, the wicked from the righteous. Jesus loves all right, but he's so in love with his God and he serves that God and is about His father's business. He loves the world that God brings in and hates the world of Satan. So anyone that claims Jesus can't have friendship with the world of Satan. Anyone that claims Jesus cannot love the world because love of this world is enmity with God. He gave this one that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish with the unraveling and the destruction of Satan's world and those that want to escape The destruction of Satan's world will find refuge in this man. So it is written of him that for this very purpose I came into the world to destroy Satan and all his works. I listen to some of our fine preachers. But they're feel-good sermons. It's sort of a pacified sermon that tickles the ears of the listeners, suits their desires, and that is not the real gospel of Jesus Christ. If we are not telling the people of God's judgment, then we are not considered true disciples of Christ. Nor are we offering the people true salvation. So the minister said, stop preaching gospel that does not include the judgment of the world which we are now facing. What kind of spiritual leaders are we if we won't warn the people? If you are not gonna prepare your people to escape the judgment, then the scriptures teach us, woe to the shepherd who feeds himself and not the flock. Don't you think that the people want to know what's going on around them? Don't you think that they want to lift their heads to understand what is going on in America and in the world? Why is there so much confusion? Why is the economy failing? Why is the government unable to solve its problems? Why are the clouds of war forming? Why are there wars and rumors of wars? And what is this pestilence? Is this just some virus that happens every century? Don't the people want to know? What about the extreme weather? Why is there drought in 29 states? Why are earthquakes on the horizon and earthquakes happening in diverse places? The people want to know, the people deserve to know what is happening in this country and around the world. This isn't a time to make people feel good in that sense. The joy of life, yes, yes, yes. You can have the joy of life in doing the will of God now what you may not know is that all these plagues all these calamities we are witnessing is coming from this man from God that the Scripture calls Christ Maybe you didn't think I would come at seven plagues like this. But if there are plagues that are being brought down, what and who are bringing the plagues? It's not just happening because it happens. See, the scripture says the, those that mock and ridicule They say all these things have been happening since the beginning of time. And some of us that believe can get caught in the folly of the disbeliever that does not believe in the prophecies. The book of Revelations prophesies of God's wrath, and his wrath is terrifying and shows that there will be massive suffering and destruction these prophecies brothers and sisters of this day they're not pleasant these days are marked by many terrifying events such that Jesus said that men's hearts will fail them and they will be afraid and fearful of what they yet see coming so terrible is the time we have entered that the scriptures tell us that if God did not shorten those days for his elect sake whom he has chosen not one soul will be saved those days will be shortened thank you Now all of these seals and bowls and trumpets of wrath and seven last plagues that are mentioned in the book of Revelations are done, brought about, executed upon the world of Satan by a man who is at the right hand of God. That God gave him and put uh, everything in creation under his foot. Can we talk about, can we talk about Christ for a minute? Look, you see the fires burning on the West Coast. Did you know that this is prophecy fulfilled? The flooding, the terrific storms, the virus, the pestilence from heaven, this is all prophecy being fulfilled. In the book of Revelations, the first four trumpets cause a third of the trees to be burned up, a third of the sea to become blood, a third of the creatures in the sea to die, a third... Of fresh water to become poisonous. And the light of the sun, moon, and stars is mentioned that they will be diminished. The seven last plagues will cause all the waters both in the sea and fresh water, it says, to become blood. All life in the sea to die and more darkness. And it is written that mankind, mankind's response to the plagues from the seven seals that are broken and the seven trumpets being blown that will precede the last bowls of punishment, but in spite of the severity of the loss, the pain, and suffering that will be inflicted upon the earth's inhabitants, humanity will still refuse to repent. All we have to do is look over these last 18 months. Has there been much change in the behavior of people? Did we really go into our homes, shut the door, seek refuge in God? The leaders didn't do that. Religious leaders didn't come together to even call the inhabitants, for a world day of prayer. Talk to me. A nation that claims to be under God and trust in God. They didn't even call the nation to be silent for just a moment as we are sheltered in place and business shut down, let's take a moment, since we claim God and have his name inscribed in our national monuments and in our seal and on our currency, then why don't we pray? a national prayer, a national day of fasting and prayer, but you're too arrogant, you're too proud. So you rushed to jab the people, to get people to go back to a life that wasn't worth living, sport, and play. So you're happy. The stadiums are full. You got your football back. You got your baseball going. You got your basketball going. You got your clubs open and your strip bars. And gambling is back. Is it really back? Or is this another little lull before the next storm? God is not mocked. So the response is prophesied that even with the plagues and the calamity, one after another, yet... The people refuse to repent. In addition to grievous suffering, many people will lose their lives in the first four seals and many more are expected to die during the third trumpet plague. And then a third of the remaining population will die through the sixth trumpet plague. Do you remember last July Fourth message, the criterion? Do you remember the minister's appeal to us and that we should not get caught up in the second blowing of the trumpet? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said to us in the time and what must be done that America, no matter what you have done in the world of evil, what has brought the judgment of God on America and on you is what you have done and continue to do and plan yet to do with the people of God. God, he said, has chosen us to be his people as it is written in the scriptures and he would be our God. God is exceedingly angry now with you, America, because you have rejected the knowledge of the time. But God is also displeased with black people who have been hearing this knowledge and refuse to come away from the oppressor and unite and do something for self. So both now are in the position to suffer more and more loss. How were we treated in the pandemic? Were we not shot down? Was not the continued evil? and mistreatment and injustice by America seen? How many lives did we lose in the pandemic? No change, only false promises. So in spite of these truly apocalyptic horrors, It is written that mankind will continue to reject God. So we refuse to worship and obey God. Deceived by Satan. Satan deceiveth the whole world. And they blaspheme God. Even as the plague. Are being poured out to the last seven of them that will end their world. Y'all all right? Yes, sir. Don't be long. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us that the black man in America is in a terrible condition, he is emasculated. Blinded, confused, and wondering about high noon on the judgment day. If judgment day were not here instead of some remote hour to come, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, I would not be bringing you this message at this hour. Look at what he said. Elijah is here because the day of judgment is here did the Honorable Elijah Muhammad mean when he said the black man is emasculated? To be emasculated as a man is to be, de- is to be deprived of your role and your identity. We lost our identity under white folks and have adopted the white man's definition of who we are. We have adopted his lifestyle, his way, and we go in his name and religion. So you and I are not free to be who and what you are by nature. The enemy has made us a thing, not a person, but a thing. And a thing is an inanimate object, void of life but is used according to the wishes of the master. To be emasculated is to be made insecure and made weaker and less effective to solve the problems of your life, your people and community, made totally dependent on the white man for our basic necessities. He has other ways that he is emasculating the black man. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's words are a strong declarative statement. He's telling us who he is and the time that we are in according to prophecy. He said, Elijah is here because the judgment is here. Now, you that are familiar with the Bible, the Bible tells us about Elijah. And that God Almighty will send Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord the book of Malachi which is the last book of the Old Testament tells us in the fourth chapter behold I will send you Elijah no other name in scripture is given of who to expect This is so key, so critical, so revealing. I'm going to send you Elijah. And it's not going to be a name that I give him when I meet him. It is a name that was already given to him at birth. Through the Holy Spirit that moved his mother and father to name that child Elijah. Before he knew what his purpose was in life, his mission in life. Before the mother and father knew that they had given birth to a child of destiny. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the land with a curse. I think we need to become more familiar with our brother Elijah Muhammad. Right. Yeah. That your and my enemy wants to keep us away from. What does the enemy know about him? That he has worked harder against Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan than any other black leader. No black leader was more evil spoken of, slandered, ridiculed, mocked than The Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Can't you see the value of what these brothers of ours teach us? And why the enemy is so upset? Can we just talk for a minute on Elijah? Because to see him properly is to see Minister Farrakhan better. Because both of these men are more than what meets the eye. The name Elijah means my God. Mm. The Lord is my God. And I'm telling you that Elijah Muhammad proves that the Lord was his God. When you have Elijah, you have God in your midst. When you have Elijah, you have the Lord, for he's present among you when you have Elijah. Now, Jesus, the prophet of 2,000 years ago, who comes after Elijah, tells the people in the gospel according to the gospel of Matthew, he said, indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. Then he transitions and says, but I say to you that Elijah has all Ready, come and they did not know him but did to him whatever they wished oh, who's talking here the fulfiller or the one who spoke 2,000 years ago ah. likewise the son of man is also about to suffer at their hands. Jesus hints at a double fulfillment of Elijah. So looking back, scholars interpret this to refer to John the Baptist, who preached Jesus, who preceded, pardon me, Jesus, and did a work preparing the way for Jesus, but with a view, to a future coming of Elijah when this real Elijah of the prophecy will restore all things. It's important to know, students of Scripture, and I hope I'm not boring you with Scripture, that John the Baptist, let me just say this, you'll never know Elijah Muhammad and Louis Farrakhan outside of the books that is Bible and Quran. There is nothing out there that represents them. So if you want to get acquainted with these two, you got to take a little time and open the book for yourself and not rely on the preacher's sermon, but be inspired by the sermon to go back home and open your book and read it for yourself. So I guess I shouldn't put so much of the scriptures in front. Make you not want to go and open it because you figure you already got it. Back to this. John the Baptist did not represent the physical Elijah of the prophecy. However, it's indicated that John's ministry would not bring the restoration of all things. On the contrary, they did with him whatever they wish has a reference to John who was beheaded by the King Herod but it has a future view because Jesus declares that indeed there would be a future coming of Elijah the restoration of all things indicates a work done by Elijah who represents God's presence to make all things new And the former things will pass away and will no more be remembered. The scripture tells us that Elijah prepares the way for the Lord. And prepares a people for the Lord. That God chooses in the last days of the world of Satan to be his people. And he will be their God. And through them he God makes himself known to the world of man and mankind. Whether the world agrees or disagrees, in the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, likes it or not. God said in the scriptures he would choose the despised and the rejected, a people that were lost, a people that were friendless, But God would be their friend and raise them from a dead level to a living perpendicular. And place on their shoulders the burden of bringing into existence a new government. A government of peace. The people of God's choice are described as blind, deaf, and dumb, despised, and rejected. Nevertheless, God will choose, as the scripture says, what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. He chose the things that are despised by the world, the things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. This scripture is talking about you, black man and woman. You're despised and hated and rejected, but you are a chosen people, and because you are chosen, And because you are not loved by this world, if you belong to the world, the world would love its own. But you are not of the world of the white man. And that's why you can never be loved truly by him because this is the world of the Caucasian. So when the scripture says, if you belong to the world, you don't belong to Caucasian people. So they can't love you as they love their own. That's a law in nature. Therefore, we are hated and we can't get justice out of their world and a fair share of what we have given to the building of their world. So God now has come to deliver us out from them and establish us as an independent nation on some of this earth that we can call our own. God raised the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, from us in fulfillment of prophecy and what the honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us turns our hearts towards each other. It removes the hatred of self and kind. It removes the enmity and hatred that the enemy produced in us that causes us to fight with one another and kill our own brother. These teachings produce love of the brotherhood. It takes us from death into life because we now love our own. We now recognize that you are blood of my blood. You are bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You are my kith and kin. Love of the brotherhood. And that's why the enemy doesn't want us in their schools to teach our children to be better. Everyone is looking for a solution to the problem of violence in the black community, and the solution is right in front of you, but you don't want to take it. This Elijah is the key of the scriptures. Elijah is given that name from birth. These plagues and judgments of God are given to one that is called Christ to use to crush the wicked. He's seen, brothers and sisters, as a lamb sitting at the right hand of God and he's breaking seals and pouring out bowls of wrath on a Babylon that's called Mystery Babylon, the great that has fallen, has fallen, has become a habitation of devils, a hole for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and filthy bird. This is America, the modern Babylon. Why a lamb? It's describing the humility and meekness of the man, but it also represents that he's the firstborn of God. And this lamb, which is a man, escapes a death plot. He appeared as though he had been slain, but escaped the death plot into the hands of his God and now has power to destroy his enemies and the enemies of his people and the enemies of the righteous of our planet. It's interesting that Elijah comes before Jesus, before Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the prophet was given to Israel as God's last prophet. And the promised Messiah is given by God as God's last grace and mercy to Satan. The real Messiah represents the end of the civilization of the Jews. And it is for this reason why he is hated. He's hated because he exposes them that say that they are Jews but are not but are of the synagogue of Satan. Satan hides himself in a political and spiritual order and makes himself appear as sheep, but he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, meaning he masquerades in the garments of religion so you won't recognize him. So the Messiah comes to expose Satan Reveal the son of perdition. The man of sin to the whole world. And that's why Farrakhan is hated. But without the exposure, without the uncovering, without the unmasking, the people cannot truly be free. This is what Jesus of 2,000 years ago was saying. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Well, there are many truths, but there's a very specific truth that's needed to unlock the minds of men that have been under the control and influence of Satan. You shall know the truth of the enemy of God. And you shall know the truth of God himself in his reality and once you have the reality of God and Satan you are set free indeed. All praise is due to Allah. Let me hurry. Almost at the end, if you study carefully the narrative of Jesus, you will find that he represents Elijah. Some scholars question whether or not the father that he constantly refers to is Elijah. Remember, Elijah was carried into heaven before the sun right, right. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Jesus uh, was not the first but, it, but Elijah preceded him and went up in the chariot into heaven right, right. so there's no record of Elijah's death in the scriptures He's from the Old Testament all the way into the New Testament. And there is no certificate of death presented for that man. Y'all all all right? Yes, sir. So Jesus said that Elijah came first and they did all manner of evil against him so Must he suffer at the hands of the enemy? Mm. He said they hated his father. Therefore, they hate me. You see the hatred of the son? Louis Farrakhan? But if you were around, When the father was here out of their mouths came blasphemy and they mocked and ridiculed our father Elijah Muhammad. Yes they did. They mocked his teachings but the wise of them they didn't mock. They went and studied and they found that everything that Elijah Muhammad taught was in fact the truth. All of their scholars now are bearing witness to what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us of the origin of the Caucasian people on our planet. All of them now have to bear witness. When the honorable Elijah Muhammad said that Master Far Muhammad pointed out to him a dreadful looking plane above our heads. Now America, the last of the nations, to have to acknowledge the existence of a superior intelligence above our heads which was on the front cover of the final call. They were never UFOs to the followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They were always (laughs) identified flying objects. The but Elijah Muhammad came first, the first begotten of the dead. He came first in the work of Elijah to prepare the way for the Lord and prepare things for he who was anointed by God to do the next Phase of the uncovering of the man of sin. Mm. So the honor, Elijah Muhammad started the unmasking in teaching us about the devil. But the second uncovering, which is the final revelation of the man of sin uh, of sin is to acquaint you and introduce you to Satan himself. That was left for that man right there, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So the messenger, Elijah Muhammad, prepared the way for his servant, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, They represent these two, Christ or Mahdi and Messiah. Both these servants, upon careful examination, have brought guidance and warning to America. But America has rejected these servants. So when the servants and messengers of God are rejected, God brings about circumstances in the physical world that verify the truth of his servants. So the Quran, the 69th chapter, the sure truth. And what is the sure truth? And what will make thee realize what the sure truth is? Thamud and Ad called the calamity a lie. And then as for Thamud, they were destroyed by the severe punishment. And as for Ad, they were destroyed by a roaring, violent wind which he made to prevail against them for seven nights and eight days continuously, so that thou mightest have seen the people therein prostrate as if they were trunks of hollow palm trees. So canest thou see a remnant of them? And Pharaoh and those before him and the overthrown cities wrought evil and they disobeyed the messenger of their lord so he punished them with a vehement punishment as we said earlier from the honorable minister lewis Farcon, that whenever god sends a prophet into the world to bring both guidance and warning in the guidance and the warning is contained a threat So when the wicked do not respond properly to the guidance that is given and the warning that is given to move away from the wrath of God, then the threat becomes their destruction. So here the enemy and the opponents of Allah are shown to call the threat or calamity which the prophet said God would bring down on them a lie. In effect, they were challenging God. Did not the minister say that this COVID-19 is a pestilence from heaven? Only the believer believes in what has been revealed. The disbeliever dismisses it. The sure truth and what will make thee know and realize what the sure truth is. The realization of the certainty and the veracity of Allah's truth spoken through the prophets became clear through the calamities. But by then it was too late. So the wicked perished. The city of Ad mentioned in the Quran was given the prophet Ahud and to the people of Thamud was given the prophet Salih. Moses is mentioned in, the cha- in this chapter and Moses was given to Pharaoh. Noah is mentioned who came to the wicked of his day and the wicked perished in the great flood. We have heard of the prophet Lot who was sent to Sodom and Gomorrah. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. The people were eating. The people were getting drunk, getting high, partying, having a good time. And the imagination of the people in the time of Noah was continually on evil all the way up to the very day that the doors of the Ark of Noah were closed. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said in fall of America, I warn every one of you, my people, fly to Allah with me for refuge as I warned you, the judgment of this world has arrived. He said on page 171 of this same book, please get it. America is surrounded with the judgments of Allah, the four great judgments of rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes, and the confusion in the heads of state. Do we not see that? Look at the political madness on Capitol Hill. Look at what the leaders are saying. They don't speak with sense. They are blinded men. And we choose to follow blinded men. And if we choose to follow the blind, and if we are blind ourselves, the scripture says both end up in the ditch. The honorable Elijah Muhammad, as we close, said all of the plagues, destructions, and judgment which Allah, God, used to destroy the wicked and disobedient from the time of Adam until this day will be brought upon America. Then, she will be burned with fire. This, he said, is the time of trouble that shall bring America into insanity. What we are witnessing now in the society is insanity. See, sanity. See, when you're unclean, We should learn something from this COVID about sanitation, sanitizing, cleaning, but sanitizing the outside and washing your hands, but not washing the heart, not cleaning up our thoughts, makes us susceptible to disease and makes us a host for disease. Insanity. Because the wicked have not repented. They have not sanitized. And the rebellion to God and, in our, and to oppose God's will is to lose balance this is real talk the more they oppose God I shouldn't say they I'm going to put us all in the boat the more we rebel against God and his will we lose sanity This is real talk. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, the most dreadful divine judgments that have ever been witnessed by man are now coming on America. And that America is the divine target because she could have bettered herself in the divine eyes of Allah, God, who came in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. To whom praises are due forever. But America did not and will not better herself. As it is written and prophesied concerning ancient Babylon in Egypt. We would have healed Babylon. But she is not healed. Because she was not willing to do justice by her captive Jews from Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So it is. So it was with Pharaoh, the honorable Elijah Muhammad penned in his book, when Allah went after Egypt. Pharaoh refused to give justice to Israel and made war with Allah and his prophet Moses to prevent Israel from going free of Pharaoh's enslavement of them. So. God determined that he would stretch out his hand his mighty hand he told Moses I know the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him so I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them And after that, he will let you go. But both the Egyptians and the people of God had to suffer under those ten plagues or judgments. According to the Bible and nine, according to the Holy Qur'an. He seizes a people and a nation with distress and affliction that they might humble themselves. Brothers and sisters, we're living in the days of judgment of God, the days of tribulation that we are told are seven years marked by plagues and calamities, distress and affliction, and the last seven plagues are prophesied to end the world of evil. My beloved brothers and sisters, let me close with these words from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said, a terrible time is gradually approaching upon us. He said that back in the 60s. We're in it now. A time so terrible until it would make children gray-headed. The Bible teaches us that it will be a time never witnessed by man. And there will be such a time in the hereafter. It is a great time. Day and night storms are riffing the country. It is storming day and night. And the Holy Quran prophesies of calamities one after the other. This we are witnessing, he said, with our own eyes. Oh, America, oh, America, where shall you flee? The Holy Quran teaches us, black man, to take refuge in Allah. He said, today, people laugh at you if you invite them to do righteousness. They make mock of your doing right. And so did the people of Noah and Lot, as it is said so beautifully in Jesus' prophecy, so shall it be in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. When you shall see all these things that you now see, know that it is here. Elijah Muhammad said, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan echoed what his father said to us, that we are living in the end. But the appeal of God through these two, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, My black people, I say fly to Allah. Now that means with some speed. Don't walk, don't skip, don't jump. You can't even run. You gotta move at a quick pace cause this thing is coming down. Fly to Allah for refuge. And then he says, and come follow me. I may look weak. But through me, you will find refuge in Allah. Thank you for listening as we greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum.
0: All praise is due to Allah. Another beautiful message from our beloved brother, student minister Ishmael Muhammad. We encourage you that after today's program closes out, send a text blast, go on your social media, share today's message and let's spread this truth far and wide. Brothers and sisters, before we let you go, we just have a few announcements. First, if you believe that what you heard today is the truth and that it is good for our people and our community, we would love for you to join your nation of Islam. You can do so by going to noi.org forward slash join and completing the form. In the major world religions of Christianity, uh, Islam, and others, there is a principle called charity or zakat, and in the Holy Quran, Surah 57, verse 18, it says, For those who give in charity, men and women, and loan to Allah a beautiful loan, it shall be increased manifold, and they shall have a liberal reward. So we ask that if you have something that you can give to the cause of freedom, justice, and equality, and to the work of the Nation of Islam and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you can head on over to noi.org forward slash donate and give whatever Allah puts on your heart to give. We also would like for you to visit our online store at store.finalcall.com. There you can purchase this powerful book, The Fall of America, that Minister Ishmael referenced so much in today's lecture, and a host of other materials as well. Visit us today at store.finalcall.com. If you have yet to secure your subscription to the greatest newspaper on Earth, The Final Call News, that is our current edition UFOs and America's National Security, You can get the hard copy from the brothers and sisters in the community, but you can also get a digital version by going to finalcalldigital.com, and after you get a subscription, this powerful periodical will be sent to your cell phone or your tablet each and every week. We also encourage you to visit our website at finalcall.com. At the top of the page, you'll see a button that says Final Call Radio. You can click that button 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and get powerful excerpts of lectures delivered by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and so much more. Visit us at Final Call Radio. If you have yet to hear our Nation of Islam Supreme Bean Pie is now available for nationwide delivery. Of course, all proceeds go to our independent educational system, Muhammad University of Islam. You can support and get a delicious treat by going to thesupremebeanpie.com. Also, we want you to come right back here on Wednesdays and Fridays each and every week. We have a course of study on Wednesdays. We go over the time and what must be done, and on Fridays, we study self-improvement, the basis for community development. Both of those meetings are at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So please log on to NOI.org, and we'll see you right back here on those days. Last but not least, our beloved minister, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad. He said, all believers, please invite someone out next week to Mos Mariam. And let's pack the house and let's begin rebuilding and getting our people back in the building. With that being said, brothers and sisters, let us close out this week's broadcast with a word of prayer. Wherever you are, please stand. Attention prayer. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. All praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the Worlds, the Beneficent. The Merciful Master of the Day of Judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship, and thine aid do we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors, and not the path of those whom thy wrath is brought down, nor of those who go astray after they have heard thy teaching. Amen. alaikum